Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, the podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. Hell yeah. This week, we're doing more baits. We're we're just going on. We're bringing up baits all day, yeah. every day. I don't know if you've heard, but we might have brought up some baits. <laughs> Bring up them baits. Bringing them. Bringing them. Putting them through obedience training. Oh, God. I ugh, Every time they say obedience training, it makes me die a little bit inside because so much like they're not dogs <laughs> no and they don't need to be obedient like yeah to a point like understand that if your dad yells stop at you as you're running towards the street obey that command <laughs> but certainly but yeah like being obedient like you don't always have to obey people your whole life like that's not the only lesson they should be learning Mm-mm. so it makes you a good kid obedience and nothing that's else. it nothing else <sighs> I hate it. All right, but let's get let's get let's dive in. Let's just yeah, get yeah. right into it. So we're gonna start like we said. This uh, we're on season three, and this season's a little bit longer, so we're doing it in three parts. So we're starting today with episode six, which is called "Training Wheels and Trick Saddles." <laughs> it was a it was a lot of an episode. Things actually happened, which was exciting. But yes, not the things I wanted to have happen because I really wanted Trace to fall off a horse. I know. Wouldn't that have been great? Or Lawson. Mm. We need, I would be. That would be perfect for our like montage of falling fundy men, which we love to see. We love, we love it. But they're just they're too nimble on them horses. I know, I know. Uh, but the first thing that happens in this episode is Judson gets a bike for his fifth birthday, and so for some reason they immediately decide to take off the training wheels like uh-huh. right when they give him the bike and he was so stressed out like he's like no he just, i just want to learn how to do it with the wheels on he just wanted to like ride the bike and have fun and like the first time you ride a bike without a training wheels is not fun especially if you're not that practiced on training wheels to begin with which he doesn't seem to be no this is his first bike like, he might have ridden on, like, a sibling's bike or something, but, like, it's he's literally five years old. How, how much time could he have spent on a bike? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. It was one of those things that, like, I know it probably is because they have all the older siblings because it seemed like Warden. Who, yeah. I forgot Warden existed until this episode. Yeah, the middle boys. It's like the, the lost boys and the lost girls. Yeah. <laughs> the Duggars. Like, the middle boys are largely forgotten. Like, the ones yeah. past Trace and, and them. They're going to be our uh, late season character additions. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Just like we're getting like Justin in the... in the. Yeah. I was like, Wait, there's a Justin Duggar? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep, there is. And he's getting married for Jesus. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so Warden was helping Judd with the bike and he was really trying to get him to do a wheelie because that's what you do on your first day of riding a bike when you're five years old is pop a wheelie. Right. I don't know. It was all very stressful. And then he got real upset and had them put it on put the training wheels back on which reasonable i didn't learn how to ride a bike until i was like 12 yeah well and i mean yeah i don't know like when like age wise i learned to ride a bike but like i remember it being like a fun thing to learn to ride a bike and it wasn't stressful because my parents like let me use my training wheels until i felt like really confident in them and ready to Mm -hmm. do it um, because that's scary like also they could get really hurt too you know yeah, especially riding around on a little bike on a porch with like stairs and shit yeah yeah i don't know it's well these people we know they have no <laughs> concept of safety they have Mm-mm. no they don't care about it at all Mm-mm. if he dies he goes to jesus it's fine i mean there's 18 other ones of you know <laughs> that's why we have so many i'm like more space in the boys room exactly oh god <laughs> i hate this I know, I know. Um, so one of our other plot lines was going to Nashville with Aaron and Chad and the baby to go Bebe. record a Christmas album. <laughs> yes. They had originally planned to record a Celtic album, uh-huh. which is interesting, but um, Carson ended up coming a little bit early, and so that changed the plans a little bit, and they realized that the timing would be perfect for a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they go. Uh, Tori comes as well, I guess, to help out with Cor- Corson. <laughs> Carson. 
course. And... Yeah. Uh, and um, so Aaron plays piano and she's being accompanied by their friend Andy on the fiddle. Yeah. I did like the fiddle. I like fiddle and piano together. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I mean, it's it's a it's a vibe for sure. Yeah, it is definitely a vibe. It definitely is like hearkening back to the days of church as a youth for some reason. Definitely. Just the Christmas music with like the folksy feel. <laughs> very, very folksy. Um, yeah, uh, Kelly Joe also showed up but was late. Yeah. Because late baits. Late Bates, it's it's their thing. I mean, their last name literally rhymes with it, so <laughs> lean into it, I guess. I guess. Things start out a little rough at first with the recording, but start going better, and they they switch to upbeat songs, and things start getting better. <laughs> That's what they said. God, like, I, I mean, I love all the Christmas music because I'm, I'm a Christmas and Halloween equal ho. Love I love both of them, too. They're so good. You just get to be extra and inside. Exactly. Like, I, I think the aesthetic of Halloween is definitely my favorite, but, like, the feeling of Christmas time is just so, it's just so good. It's just it's so, so fucking good. good. It's just, like, chef's kiss. Like, oh, you mm. get some fucking, like, potato candy. That's what I live for. <laughs> and some, like, good meals and the fire's crackling and everyone's watching, like, happy movies and shit. And you're just like, mm, this feels good. Yeah. mad like, about can- it. I can I can suffer through the heat, the horrible heat, just to get to October through mm-hmm. December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay. Anything else to say about the album? Um. Oh, so then I, they have a another recording on the next day, and they show a little bit of that. And Lawson actually shows up to that. Which, of course, of he course. has to be involved in everything. He's like, oh, you like music? You're doing music? And she's like, I've released multiple CDs already. So, like, I know. Yeah. I'm good. Like, Aaron is, like, a fucking crazy piano player. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what she went to college for, supposedly. Yeah. Like, so. It's crazy. Like, uh, watching her is like, wow. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a little intense sometimes, but it's it's, like, crazy. It's very, like, dramatic church like the organist at church kind of Definitely. playing that she does no 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 a little scary and intense sometimes but like yeah i mean it, like if, definitely like uh what is the word i'm looking for mesmerizing is the word i'm looking for to watch sing to me you angel of piano <laughs> phantom of the opera it's okay <laughs> I did think it was really cute that like Chad and Carson were like snoozing on the studio couch while she was recording. Like it was, yeah. it was nice. And, it was like, cute. Again, Chad probably a good guy. Yeah, he's like, like I said, I I think I said this on the last episode, but I'm not convinced he's like entirely human. Mm-hmm. I think he might be. I don't know. I just part vampire, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I know. I need one skeleton in his closet. Exactly. There's something up with them. Something up. <laughs> <laughs> too perfect maybe too he's perfect. just really good at like pr- he has like the public life persona thing down mm-hmm. better than the rest of them who just oh yeah definitely are crazy nut bars who tweet bullshit and go to fucking insurrections <sighs> great people great people great people so um the other thing that happens this episode is kind of uh flashback to last season when they went to the dixie stampede Mm -hmm. and um shadow who was one of the horse trick people on the dixie stampede um comes to the bates ranch to teach trace and some of the other people uh some horse tricks yeah they teach them horse tricks and he brings along a girl a girl a girl and she was wearing pants she was wearing fucking pants she looked like a whore. Not really. Whore. She didn't. She just looked like she was riding a fucking horse. <laughs> she looked like a normal person. How do you ride a horse in a skirt? Yeah, no thanks. Especially when you're doing tricks. Like, that's yeah. not efficient. Yeah, you're not, like, riding side saddle to do horse tricks. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the Bates have all these fucking horses, I guess, down the road on a farm, on a ranch. I don't know if it's their ranch or somebody else's ranch where they're posting their horses up but it's like 130 acres and it's yeah. wild this these people have Crazy. so much money yeah i yeah 
I don't know. Horses are fucking expensive, so. Horses, are, they have probably have like 19 horses and 19 children. <laughs> yeah, like Jesus Christ. If you laid off on either of those, you'd have so much like disposable income. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they probably just, uh, be, let's be honest, it's the bait. So they probably like just trade tree jobs for like everything. Yes, that's probably <laughs> true. That's their number one form of cur- currency is tree jobs. <laughs> yeah, they'll be, they'll be, they think they'll be fine in the post-apocalyptic world until they realize that chainsaws run on gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, my favorite part of this was when they had, um, they just had the uh, the Bates kids like led the shadow and the assistant like through the streets on the uh-huh. horses and they had, like this country ass music playing in the background i was like oh god this is so much it was so much they rode into rocky top which is like a large enough tennessee town that like i i knew the name of it yeah yeah it's like, i mean it's not like fucking nashville but yeah it's like a, a town with cars in it <laughs> Right, and it, for Tennessee, that's a, that's a town. Like there, there are plenty of towns smaller than that. Oh yeah, um, all of the stuff that they taught them to do on the horses was fucking hilarious. Especially mm-hmm. when they pushed Trace's face into the horse ass. Yeah, that was good. That was great. He was like on the back of the saddle, and he had to like hold on to it, and then they made it so his face was in the horse ass, and his feet were straight up, like he was doing some kind of yoga move in a horse booty. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was so good. And then, of course, Lawson had to try something where he wanted to lay off the side of the horse, which they call the Apache, which doesn't seem great. <laughs> yeah, not really. <laughs> but yeah, they all rode horses. And Shadow and Ashley were like, wow, these aren't trick horses. And they're like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they're just regular old horses <laughs> trained by the un. I don't even know what the word is. Like, they're just so un- unconsistent. The unconsistent. Bates sons. I can't imagine that they're there training horses every day. No, no. I mean, they're the late Bates. They probably just like don't show up to things because they're so late to them, I imagine. <laughs> I know people like that, so Yeah. I mean, I have a couple friends who are super late people. Like one time one was four hours late. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have one like that too. <laughs> and it's like it's always just I'm I'm usually like if you're late I'm gonna cut you but most of the time the people who are like four hours late have like the comedy of errors they're like yep so I backed my car into a tree which fell into my house yeah so (laughs) and it's like after a while when you're friends with people like that you just like and like whether or not this is good is debatable but like you just come to get used to that and expect it Mm mm-hmm so you're like, okay, we're going to this thing, but I know this person's going to be late, so let's make some contingency plans for that, you know? Yeah. You learn to kind of work around it at, at, at some point. Yeah. And if they don't, like, expect you to wait for them or whatever, like, right. if you can just text them to go along, that's fine. People are late. Exactly. Some people are just not all in the timeliness book, which is fine. But things happen. You're the Bates family. You should have a little more planning. Mm-hmm. Like their reasoning is for their lateness is that they have 19 kids and it's like okay but you guys like have had 19 kids for a while yeah <laughs> you added one at a time too yeah like you need to be adjusting to it yeah like you should have enough time between each child to adjust to the number of children you already have before you right. get a new one right and yeah maybe pace yourselves a little bit more if you can't do that <laughs> they can't they can't right because God wants them to have 19 children. <laughs> yeah, so. What God wants, God gets. So, episode seven is Windy City Newlyweds. I wonder what this one's going to be about. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, Kelly, Carlin, Josie, Callie, and Judson all are visiting Michael in Chicago very shortly after she moves there to help <laughs> decorate their apartment and also deliver some wedding presents. Mm-hmm. the the whole apartment thing just reminded me so much of the Duggar episode where Jessa moves all of what's his shit's books Jeremy Oof. yeah 
Is it when Jess? Yes. Yeah, Jessica moves all of Jeremy's books into the closet and everything. This whole scene had this vibe of that, of Carlin being like, I hate how this entire place looks. Look at this stupid chair. You guys have a stupid chair. They were so rude in this episode. <laughs> like, the first thing that when they all get there to the apartment, they're all, like, all they talk about is how small it is. And it's like, first of all, it's literally for two people. And it's in yeah. Chicago. Like, it's going to be small. Yeah. And they're just starting out, like, he just graduated priesting school, so, right. like, he's probably not making a big salary. She can't work because she's a woman. A woman, yeah. Though I think she does work. <laughs> at least part partially, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't think at this point she did. Mm-mm. But, yeah, like, even still, like, it's literally just for the two of them. Like, they don't need that much space. No, and, like, it, w- it would be great to have your family come and, like, help you move couches and shit when you're first moving into a place, but, like, don't insult my fucking leopard chair. It's a comfy-ass chair. Yeah. Yeah, they had, um like, one of the big points of contention was this huge leopard chair, which they, <laughs> Michael said that her and Brandon sat on together every morning and did their prayers together on this yep. cheetah chair. And to be fair, it was hideous, <laughs> but... It was their cheetah chair, and, like, they had no other furniture in that room, I don't think, really. Yeah, they just had, like, big couch. (laughs) Yeah, and they were just talking about how they needed to get rid of it, and it was, like, clear that Michael and Brandon did not want to get rid of it, but they would not give it up. (laughs) No, but they did eventually give it up after Brandon asserted that he was a man and said no. Yes, Mm -hmm. he's the man, so he makes the final decisions. Thankfully, it did turn out okay. They did get more space to walk around the furniture. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to have five people come in and fucking yell at you in your house to figure out how your furniture should go. I guess so. Brandon was getting so pissed, though. You could see in his eyes how mad he was. He was so mad. This is why I think Brandon is secretly not Chad. Because, like, he wants to yes. be Chad, but he's he could kill someone. Oh, yeah, definitely. There was at one point where... Um, Carlin was like being annoying was like hounding Brandon to like get rid of something in the room because it was too cramped but like I mean it was just a small room it had didn't have that much stuff in it it just was a smaller room yeah and she was just going like get rid of something get rid of something and then Brandon was just like do you want to take a walk (laughs) to her (laughs) and then he like I think he like realized what he said and he felt like bad about it but it was like oh shit (laughs) it was so good it was so good. It was. I definitely thought that he was going to, like, throw her off the roof at some point in time. Which, honestly, she kind of deserved it. She was being She really did. Rude. She just comes into someone else's house and insults it. Yeah, it's like, that's you're crossing the line, ma'am. Like, you can, you're here for, like, helping to, like, logistically figure things out and things like that. And if you're asked, like, an opinion on something, certainly give it. But you don't have to be... Uh, this pushy with your unwanted <laughs> opinions yeah yeah you can say hey i don't i don't really like that chair how do you guys feel about it and if they're like oh we love that chair it is ugly but yeah. we love it then just be like okay well cool we'll figure <laughs> let's out try and hide a little it. bit of the ugliness somewhere exactly like you put some pillows on it or something i don't know mm-hmm. and it's not like furniture is fucking cheap especially in a big city no yeah Yeah, it's like when you're, like, a newlywed or, like, moving to your first apartment, like, your furniture sucks, and it's disgusting, and that's just how it is. You just get what you, like, you get what you stumble into, however you stumble (laughs) into it, and you deal with it. Yeah, as long as it doesn't have bed bugs, it's good. (laughs) Exactly. And then when you make money, you can choose your own furniture, but, like, once you're, when you're getting established, you just take what you get. Yeah, you gotta have something to sit on while you're making money. Exactly. Exactly. Um, do we want to continue on Chicago and then go yeah. to Aaron and Chad and then yeah let's just do that okay so let's see oh I did think this was really funny um, Gil says a guy is always wiser when he thinks before he speaks but he's the wisest when he just thinks <laughs> I mean <laughs> sure alright I mean it is his house Gil it is Brandon's <laughs> house oh well So the other thing they do while they're in Chicago uh, is the family goes to Navy Pier, of course, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to go to Navy Pier if you're in Chicago. They do a little boat tour 
<laughs> and um, I loved that Kelly was shocked that the city was pretty. She was like, I just always assumed it was an ugly big city with big ugly buildings, but wow, it actually was pretty. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Chicago. Yeah, like cities can be pretty and also made of cement. <laughs> yes, exactly. They have their own aesthetic appeal to them. Yeah. Different yeah. than the countryside for sure, but still can also still... be nice. Exactly. But again, you know, got to give design advice where design advice is not asked for. Exactly. City of Chicago. You know, I like these buildings. All right. Okay. We were going to change them if you didn't. Right. Exactly. Like, honestly, I, if, um, if Kelly Bates doesn't like my, you know, aesthetic, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Really? It's okay. Yeah. I think that might be a goal of mine. <laughs> exactly. Just whatever the opposite of hers is. <laughs> if, if she likes it. <laughs> It's going in the trash. <laughs> exactly. It's just going to be all leopard print chairs in my house. Oh, Lord. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'd do it. I'd do it. Paint some hot pink walls. If it's Bates repellent, it's worth it. Yeah, because those are those hussies chairs. The, the harlot chairs. <laughs> those sexy cheetahs. Nothing good. Nothing good is <laughs> happening on those chairs. Nothing good except Bible study. Bible, quote unquote, Bible study. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what they're studying. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. The family says goodbye to Michael, which is kind of sad, but it's not that sad because they're going to see each other in like a week anyway, because she's coming back from Zach's police academy graduation, which we'll mm-hmm. get into in a minute. I don't. It was so weird that they just like got off the boat and then they're like, bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're leaving. I just wonder, like, what else they were in town for, because it feels like they always have some, like, ulterior, like, Christian conference whenever yeah. they go anywhere. I was going to say, there was probably a conference or, like, some type of Fundy wedding or something that they oh. were at. Yeah. I always forget Fundies also can live in cities. I know, right? It's, like, gross. <laughs> You're not safe. <laughs> they could be anywhere. <laughs> they could be anywhere. They could talk to you on the subway. Oh, God. Disgusting. Ooh. Um, okay, so one of our little tiny plot lines on this one is Aaron and Chad's house. Chad is restoring a hutch for Zach and Whitney. Of course he is. He loves furniture restoration, man. He does. And of course, it turns out nice. I mean, it's not my Mm -hmm. style at all. It's definitely like country shabby chic, which is not my thing. But it's like Mm -mm. a nice looking cabinet. It definitely was a big transformation from the original. Yeah, the like antique dark wood i don't even know what decade that is but it's in everyone's grandma's house exactly (laughs) yeah and then it's it was like a white kind of um he put like beadboard in the back and he refinished it and it looked nice and it was great because chad did it so of course it's not gonna fall apart because chad's the only competent one exactly this like we said before i think you said this in an episode a long time ago this family would fall apart if it weren't for chad and i truly believe that seriously chad is just like that elmer's glue (laughs) (laughs) he's not super glue but he does the job yeah okay so the last part of this episode is about zach who is graduating from the police academy which we talked about last week about how he like cried every day he was there and then decided mm-hmm. to commute instead. And he ends up late for his own graduation and gets yelled at by his captain, which was fucking chewed out by him too. It was like, we're all waiting for you. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Um, we learned that he had been working court security, like being a fucking bailiff before he went to the sheriff's academy because i didn't know that i didn't know what he did police wise yeah he was not real police but police Mm -hmm. light yeah but i guess that makes sense for what he like that would that's in line for what i kind of expected him to be doing something like that Mm -hmm. i'm just glad he's not a co yeah yeah could be worse for sure yeah um everyone's real proud and the graduation is in the church which was weird to me didn't like that yeah yeah (laughs) i feel like there are other auditoriums like you don't have to yeah it's a i mean it's tennessee though it's tennessee but like there are school gymnasiums you could rent one of those out on a saturday right or like a some type of i don't know there are all all kinds of different like 
the venues. The, the VFW? Yeah, right. Um, I love Whitney at the end was like really emotional about it. And she said, not every guy puts their life on the line for people they don't even know. And I'm like, do you know what police officers do? <laughs> no, they don't. They just think <laughs> it's protecting and serving. But it is mostly killing and writing up uh, insurance claim reports. <laughs> Lots of paperwork, I think, is the big yeah. thing. Yeah, maybe not in Tennessee. Maybe it's mostly shooting in Tennessee. That would not be surprising to me. Mm-mm. I don't want to see a Tennessee cop. <laughs> all right, let's move on to episode eight. Is episode that all eight. for that episode? Is there anything else? Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention was, of course, Gil starts with his fucking Trumper bullshit. It's like, oh my god, the country's so bad and so divided. He's dealing with the worst, most dangerous people. And it's like... Mm-hmm. In- Mm-mm, you guys are actually up there pretty high on that list. Like he's got to be careful of the white active shooters. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's let's be honest. What like two of these? At least two of these got these uh, Bates kids were at the insurrection. So. Yeah, a, a literal insurrection. So I think you might be looking in the mirror there, Gail. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. All okay. right. So episode eight is called "Beaches, Boats, and Bates." And I just want to start out and say that this is a small fucking world we live on because this little beach they go to is Uh called Cape Sandblast, Florida. I've been there before and my family, they are obsessed with going to this beach because it's a dog friendly beach and they love bringing their dogs and they're actually Uh there right now. So isn't that weird? Wow. It's not like this isn't like fucking like sanibel or something you know yeah yeah like i've never heard of it and like my grandparents lived in florida for a little bit so it's not like Mm -hmm. a big name yeah it's um like i said it's a it's a dog-friendly beach it's very much a like secluded beach town and i for that reason i didn't like it because i don't like i don't mind going to the beach but i don't like beach trips where all you do is go to the beach it's just Mm -hmm. not my thing i know i want to go to the beach one day and like go to the aquarium and exactly like, that's the kind of beach trip that I'm cool with, but there's, like, really nothing to do there but go to the beach, and so I didn't like it. But for be- for people who really like just, like, beach shit and, like, fishing and stuff, mm-hmm. it's, like, that's the type of place it is. Interesting. Yes. Anyway, the Bates are there. And all the life chaos that's going on in the Bates family, which, like, it seems like there's just always going to be Bates family chaos because there's so many of them, so mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, the family wants to take some family time, build some memories, you know. So they're going on a family beach trip uh, with most of them. There are some that aren't there. Zach and Whitney aren't going to be there. Uh, Brandon and Michael aren't there. And neither is Chad or Tori. So mm-hmm. we're missing some. But you know what? That's fine. There's still plenty. Plenty left. Yeah, there's more than enough. There's a full bushel of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they all pile out of the big assault vehicle van. <laughs> <laughs> in colorado we always called them the mormon assault vehicles because oh, all these mormon families would have them so i don't really know the fundy assault vehicle yeah yeah <laughs> just general fundy and you know because they always come rolling out like 15 deep out of that van they're like ah <laughs> scary <laughs> um and so they have to unpack the van and nobody can go to the beach until the van is unpacked guys which like please don't let your children go to the beach unaccompanied anyway in general right too. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of bad things can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Beach scary. Beach beach has shark. <laughs> yes. And water. And water. And sand. Yeah. I don't know. Sand probably could kill you. Yeah, definitely. Kids <laughs> can find a way to die in anything. Like, let's That's be honest. True. Kids really sometimes are like little self-destructive missiles. Yes. When they're yes. young. Um, so the first activity they do together is they go kayaking in the ocean. Um, and this is one of the parts where we talk about obedience school because Jeb gets really upset when he it's not his turn to get in the kayak, even though he's been in the kayak already. And he's thrown a fit. And so Gil takes him inside and gives him some obedience lessons. Which is just Simon says clap, I guess. That's, he's like, I clap once and you clap. That's obedience. I yeah, I, I I don't know. Who knows? It's like I don't know. It's very. It is very dog like. Like you, you sit, you stay, speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like uh, yeah. These are these are human beings, Gil. 
He read one book by Skinner. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that they flipped the kayak a few times. Of course, they're going to flip the kayak. They would be the type. Always got to get someone dunked. Dunk or be dunked. You know what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the next thing they do is they go on a little boat tour that takes them all the way out to the end of the peninsula and they go snorkeling. This would be super cool. I would, yeah, I would love to do it. Um, Some of the kids hated it, though. (laughs) Reasonable. I mean, the ocean is totally scary, but like this part I'd be chill with because I can touch the bottom and see the fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just knowing myself, I was a very like scared child. Me too. And so I could totally see me being like um, Callie and Judson and them who were all like terrified seeing the horseshoe crab and stuff, which that's fair. Horseshoe crabs are scary. They're so scary. And like, we rely on them for so many things. And it's fucking weird that we need their blood. But horseshoe crabs, man, the devil that keeps us alive, I guess. The, uh, horseshoe crabs are cursed. They are. They're so scary, but I love them. Like, I really want to find one and pick one up one day. That's all. I just want to pick it up from the side <laughs> and then I'll set it back down. And then I'm going to not ever touch a crab again. <laughs> That's your dream. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like i once found like real hermit crabs on the beach and i held them in my hand and then i was like this this is terrifying and i put them back down (laughs) yeah yeah maybe it's because you're a cancer and that's why you're so drawn to the horseshoe crabs that's true i do love crabs like crabs are cool as a thought yeah and shrimp i'm really into shrimp lately mantis shrimp with their fucking colors and their eyeballs oh yeah yeah for (laughs) sure also tasty not the mantis shrimp but just shrimp yeah shrimp yeah definitely um, I don't know what they were doing on this boat. Why did he give them nets to catch shit? Yeah, I don't really, I don't really know what the end goal was. Okay, cool. Because I was just like, why do they have fish nets? Like they had like the little like aquarium tank fish nets. Right, right. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> just for fun, just to make them feel like they were doing something. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Um, Kelly Joe did get really freaked out by the horseshoe crab, mm-hmm. which was satisfying. Yeah, it was funny. And then once they all get back in the boat after exploring a little bit, they see a bonnet head shark like that comes right up through and up to the boat. And they're all like freaked out because they were like, oh, my God, we were in that water. We could have died from a two foot shark. Yeah, really. It's like, guys, it's I mean, it's not like a fucking great white. white. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's baby. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it's just a little guy. So... Gil is determined to catch some fish for them to eat for dinner. Uh, so they have a fishing instructor come to their house, like little beach house and show them how to fish, which like I said, this is like that type of beach that is like really good for like people who like to fish and stuff like that. Um, but meanwhile, the girls decide to go to the store because they know that it's not going to end well with the fishing. And it's <laughs> mm-hmm. funny because I this Piggly Wiggly, I've been in this Piggly Wiggly Oh before. my God. I didn't even know it was a Piggly Wiggly, but it makes so much sense that it is. Yeah, this is like the Piggly Wiggly for the area. And yeah, this I got into a not an argument, but a disagreement with my mom in this Piggly Wiggly about <laughs> whether or not we needed stuffed crust pizza. Uh, yeah, obviously we need stuffed crust pizza, Mom. What the Always hell kind of suggestion is that? It's more protein. <laughs> exactly. It's healthier. Um, also, I don't know why they all wanted to go fishing for dinner, but like most of the family doesn't like fish. Yeah. <laughs> like if they had caught like 25 fish, people wouldn't have eaten it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. <laughs> They get um so they get some food at the Piggly Wiggly and Baby Allie spits up on Carlin while they're there, which is funny. Mm-hmm. It was like the least destructive spit up too. It was just on like arm. Yeah, exactly. Not, not even dress. Like it was an easy spit up. Easy but wipe. I, I don't like spit up either. I don't. It, it, it. Yeah, it's gross. Sorry. I love you, babies, but you're too gassy for me. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> So the fishing people are struggling catching fish, and in the end, they only catch one fish, and the person who catches the fish is Callie, who is, what, like six, seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Which I think they hilarious. only ended up cooking one fish fried. Yeah, yeah. And only Gil eats it, and it's, like, not even good. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine 
fishing right off the shore of a beach like that like you wouldn't get much stuff big fish probably don't live not. there they live in the deep mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's probably not the best area to go fishing Mm-mm. but you know whatever whatever <laughs> like they prepare for anything exactly it's the fucking baits can't rent a boat and go out on the ocean and fish they could take their kayak out and probably get bigger fish but that's also how you get dunked yeah exactly it's the baits they're gonna get dunked <laughs> flip over with the whole cooler of fish on their kayak mm-hmm. let them all free <sighs> all right do you have anything else to say about this episode no nope. i don't okay let's move <laughs> on <laughs> Episode 9 is called Backseat Baits. They were really they're really on the edge with some of these titles. Yeah, it's bad. They're bad. I hate they're them. Bad. Yeah, but the last episode with being Baits, Boats, and whatever, I just immediately was like, Beats, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> exactly. Be- Bears, Beats, Bears, Battlestar, Beats Gal- Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yes, mood. Okay, so um, the first thing of this episode is Chad, of course, doing the most. Mm-hmm. He's designing the cover for Aaron's Christmas album that she recorded a couple episodes ago. God, it was so cute. I don't know why it's so cute. I just like Chad. Yeah, he's he's so much. But he, um, it was funny because I guess he had designed covers for Aaron in the past and Aaron just said, I knew he could do designs because, of course, he could do anything. It's like, yep, that's that's Chad for you. That's Chad, a real renaissance man. Yeah, her CD is called Comfort and Joy. And the cover is a picture of Aaron just, like, smiling with a red hat and, gl- and mittens. I think she's blowing snow while yes. smiling. Yes. <laughs> it's like, wow. Just as it's- cheesy as you could get. Oh, yeah. But that's what sells at Christmas. Yeah, cheesy. I guess so. Cheesy is the vibe you want at Christmas. Yeah, that is like that's the that's the one time that it's like acceptable to just be pure pure mm-hmm. cheese. On Jesus's birthday, <laughs> cheese <Early>. for G's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> um. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about this part? No, this whole part of this episode, the rest of this episode, just completely made me forget <laughs> everything before because. This, like, I know this was such a God. weird episode. It's so stressful. It's so stressful, and like little tiny, like chitlins going through this stuff. I don't know. It was wild. I know. I know. Okay, the family is going to the Blunt yeah. County Sheriff's Office, <laughs> the Blunt County Sheriff's Office Regional Training Center. Say yep. that five times fast. And um, they're going to see some of the training stuff that Zach went through in the academy. I love that Zach went back to his academy officers, I guess they would be called, and was like, could you, like, put my family through the (laughs) ringer? (laughs) you abuse my family a little bit for me, please? I know that you know that I cried every day for 11 weeks, but please put my family through this as well (laughs) so that they don't think I am a little wuss-wuss. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nothing like dealing, coping with your own trauma, like putting your family <laughs> through that same trauma. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> um, you know, I think Gil says, quote, I bet when Zach pulls up, his legs will start shaking again. <laughs> God, I don't even know. I can't imagine going through academy or like Fuck boot camp. No. I don't want to be abused for fun or for like no. profit. I am not here for that at all. It's not not me. Not for me. Um, I, so one of the first things that they did was pursuit driving, oh, which God. would be the only part of the academy that I would be into. Because I'm not into it at all. I, I have it. so much car anxiety and like I was in a real I was in like a traumatic car accident and I wasn't injured in that accident, but I was traumatized by it. Mentally injured, yes. <laughs> Yes. And um, I just I, I've always been a very anxious driver and passenger. So this is not for me. I think that's why like closed course driving stuff appeals to me because there's no one else there. There's like no obstacles that can you can hit you can kill that can kill you. Like you can just fling everything around. And that's the only way that I'm OK with flinging around a car. I guess I understand that, but the, see, the problem is my accident was literally just my car breaking in the middle of me driving. 
And so oh, it was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, like my axle broke and my wheel fell off. Fuck, yeah. Yep. So it wasn't even anybody else's. It wasn't even my fault or anybody else's fault. It was just the car malfunctioning. God damn it. Well, okay. I will pursue drive for you. You can That's be fine. on the radio directing exactly. where to go. That's perfect. I'm fine with that. Sick. <laughs> but Whitney also was pumped for pursuit driving and was having the fucking nicest time being thrown around the car. Just like having having a time. I don't know. Also, let's add that it was rainy as fuck during this. It was like the roads were so wet. It wasn't just like, uh, it was just like That's a big note for me. That's how you get the best spins, man. That's how you get the best spins. Oh, Lord, help me. No. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So Kelly at one point gets in the car, even though she doesn't really want to. And it was sad because like Callie was like crying because yeah. she didn't want Kelly to get in the car because she didn't want her to get sad to get hurt. And it's yeah. like, uh, should your kids really be, like, your young kids really be exposed to all this? Like, it's a little bit much for them. That's a lot. And, like, especially because Callie, I'm sure, is still feeling the loss of Mama Michael. So, like, then have Kelly Joe get hurt or have to go to the hospital or fucking die. Callie would just self-implode. True. And also, she's probably still traumatized from when they made her go on that fucking roller coaster <laughs> at Dollywood. God, <laughs> this poor <yeah>. child. <laughs> She's really, she's either going to come out of this, like, real mad or real, real anxious. I'm scared for Callie, for real. <sighs> um, Zach thought it was very funny for how traumatized Kelly Joe was as she was in there. Yeah, he says, I was, Zach, who was driving the car, by the way, says, yes. I was laughing so hard I couldn't hardly see what I was doing. <laughs> I know this part really pisses me off like if you if, I mean I want to go and fling my little car around on an air airstrip or whatever that's that's for me but I'm not gonna put someone that I don't want like that that doesn't want to be there in the car yeah and she was like screaming and like being like seriously you need to pull over now like he was she was telling them to stop and he yeah, was just like la I was like no not fun that's not that, cool that's Stop laughing. She's taking away consent to this drive. Like, seriously. Yeah. It's not cool. Um, and then at the end, while they were still, like, he Kelly thinks it's over. They're, like, stopped. And then they, Zach tells one of the other officers to, like, rear in them. And so he, they get hit. And it's like, what the fuck? And it spins Why? the car out. Like, so you didn't even make it, like, a fun experience where, like, you didn't have anything kind of traumatic happen. Like, he could have just driven her around and done a couple spins and been like, look, see? Not that bad. Yeah. Instead, he's like, fucking get her, Mad Max. Yeah, let's make this as traumatic for my mom as I possibly can. <laughs> I love torturing women. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah, I... Of course, Kelly Joe exits the car with, this is the worst thing that I have ever done. Fair. Fair. Vibes. <laughs> Understandable. Your son is possibly a psychopath. Sorry. That's yeah. how you end up a cop. Exactly. <laughs> what more could we expect? So then um, some of the older kids uh, go over to the shooting range next. <laughs> Um, and they get a little lecture on gun safety, which is good, I suppose. I yeah. mean, you need to be teaching teaching gun safety before you give kids guns. Yes. All guns are always loaded. Just, just right. useful. Mm -hmm. I could not help but think that this entire thing is just fucking Confederate fanboy, like Nathan, who's like so excited about his full automatic you gotta shoot an automatic machine gun and i'm like yeah he's preparing for january 6th the insurrection yes. <sighs> this is yes exactly it's oh god it's just i, I just don't get gun. like i know guns are a sore topic and a lot of people for a lot of people mm -hmm. i don't get guns at all i mean i understand that like people can have guns as a hobby and that's cool i guess i just don't i don't get think it it's cool why why would you have guns as a hobby i get like if you're hunting yeah that's kind of what for, i mean like ha like yeah for hunting and stuff i yeah. don't mean just like having guns to have guns yeah no man all of again i'm sorry to all of our followers but you're here so you already know i'm gonna shit on all religions mostly christian <laughs> ones all mormons have scary fucking guns Every Mormon I've known has, like, an upsetting amount of guns. 
Yeah, it is. I, I, I really and truly don't understand people who have guns just like to have guns. One of my high school, he was on the wrestling team and I was wrestling manager. His dad brought over a fucking elephant gun for people to shoot in the green belt. But like, why? sir, that's an 80 caliber bullet. Like that was no. the bullets were like this, like fucking size of a pickle. That's <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. No. And I'm like, why? There is literally no. I can't think of a single scenario in the United States of America or all of North America as a whole where I think you need an elephant gun. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> no. Sorry. I'm just always freaked out by religious people with guns. I Yeah, that's completely fair. <laughs> Especially just given the fact that there's like a mass shooting every two hours here in, or whatever. Yep. I don't know. Let's move on, though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The last thing they or the next thing they do, yeah, I think this is the last part of this, mm-hmm. is um, they go to an obstacle course, uh, <laughs> and it's again it's rainy and muddy as fuck in this <laughs> obstacle course. Uh, no, thank you. No. Uh, but Trace takes off like a bat out of hell to <laughs> he wants to be the first one to complete it. They are like win. so competitive. It, uh, which I mean, I guess makes sense. Like I think the Duggars are the same way too. Like. If you have a huge family, like being competitive is kind of like how you survive. Yeah. Yeah. You'd end up like malnourished if you weren't. Right. Like even people who have relatively large families in normie world, like four or five kids, there's like some weird sibling competition that goes on there for like seconds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I'm the least competitive person in the world. And, like, I only have one sibling, and it's a, the sibling of the opposite sex. So I think that that kind of fits perfectly. Like, I didn't have to compete for any type of attention or anything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just not a competitive person at all. I just don't care. <laughs> I'm a very competitive person, but I think it's just because I was Hermione Granger as a child. So I have to be good at something or else I'm failing. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I get that. <sighs> Um, yeah, all of this was very propaganda-y. Yeah, it was mostly just, like, yeah, it just made me uncomfortable. Like, towards the end, after the, um, obstacle course, which Gil tries to do and struggles because he's 50, um, like, the instructors are just, like, verbally verbally abusing the guys as they do their push-ups, and it's just like, what's the point of this? I don't know. To break you down so then you become one of the herd? I don't care for it. I don't either. I'm really not a huge fan of, like, grooming people to die. It's not great. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> Sometimes you just uh, make a sentence and then it kind of fucks you up. <laughs> so the last part of this episode, uh, we have Lawson, Carlin, Josie, and Kelly visiting a children's hospital in Knoxville to sing to the sick children. Uh, Kel and Gilly encourage all of the children to participate in ministry outreach. You said Kel and Gilly, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> okay, that's their name. Like, Keenan and Kel. Kel and Kel. Gilly. <laughs> Gilly. I like that. That's Sorry. their names from now yeah. on. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so anyway. Funny. They encourage all their kids to do ministry outreach. Yeah, because you, you know, children—they're the best at. Um, Witnessing and spreading the word of Jesus Christ, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Just gotta get him young. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, we meet some of the kids. Like Lawson, I guess, in particular, likes to do this. Um, like, go to the hospital and, like, sing with the kids. Uh, and he meets, we meet his friend AJ. He has an optic nerve tumor. And I think he's the only person who actually likes Lawson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the other two kids were having a fine time, but I think they're just like, yay, another random person come in here to entertain us. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. he was really, AJ was really into Lawson, which was cute. But um, yeah, they sing, I don't know. We have a friend. Gil cries thinking about it. Gil does cry thinking about it. Josie cried <laughs> there. Yeah. Just being like, looking at all the kids being like, you're going to die. <laughs> it just feels like I get, you need to like keep kids in hospital entertained and like part of the world yeah. and everything but it definitely does feel kind of like come look at these sick children 
Yeah, it is. It is. It is weird. I agree. Like I, 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 I'm all for doing anything to make sick kids happy. Anything, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it is. It does feel a little bit like this is a zoo. Come look at our sick kids. Yeah, yeah. Especially I when it's know. on TV. Like especially when they're you know like they're filming it for a TV show. It feels weird. I think it's the big part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Like just. Just go do it. Don't put it on television. Right, right. Okay, so the last episode that we are going to talk about today is called another awful title, Time to Renovate. <laughs> Why did they have to do this to us? I don't know. It's so bad. Like I was I've been trying to make bad titles, like fundy titles for our episodes, but they just really kick out the stops every fucking time. <laughs> You can't outbad the writers of this show. Uh-uh, you can't. <laughs> Time to renovate. <laughs> so now that Michael has left um, the house, there's an empty spot in the girl's bedroom, and so it's time to rearrange, and it's time to renovate. It's time to renovate. Now <laughs> there's only seven girls in that room instead of eight. Oh, wow. So spacious now. So spacious. And I feel like there were only like three beds. Yeah, I don't I don't know. You never I was trying to figure out exactly how the rooms are like broken down and if it's the same way as it is at the Duggars house, which is the Duggars have like just one girl room, one boy room, which mm-hmm. is nuts, but I I don't know. I was trying to figure it out and it was never really like fully It's not super clear. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But the girls get together and look at some paint samples and argue with each other about what neutral paint color they're gonna go with yeah yeah do we want beige or grayish or gray or white or beige right and then whether we want dark or light or whatever whether it'll make the room feel depressing or not which i we painted our downstairs our living room last year like a dark blue and i love it so much more it feels so much bigger to me than it did when it was like a light gray yeah yeah We've mostly gone white in our house, but I love doing bold colors. Like we have mm-hmm. dark blue in what in Chris's office, and it yeah, we, you know, whatever, it's good. I just yeah, it all depends on the space. Definitely, definitely. I love a good dark pop of color though, mm-hmm. when possible. But anyway, the girls I guess decide on a paint color, and then they empty the bedroom and get it ready for painting. Mm-hmm. Carlin says it's hard to believe that we're the older girls now. Yep. You are. You're going to get married off soon, too. You're next. You're next. Um, also, in the group of girls, Nathan brought his friend, oh, yes. Ashley, over. And I think Ashley and Nathan are still together, are they? I don't, I don't think don't so, because he no? just got engaged to somebody, and it, it wasn't her. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it, it was kind of like they were kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to enter a, a courtship or not. Blah, blah, blah. It was kind of like teased in this episode. But there's I don't know if they do end up courting, but they're certainly not together anymore. They're not. Yeah. No, now he's with Esther Keys. So we'll have to we'll have to stay tuned and figure out what happens with that one. Yeah. Sorry. I had to I have to fucking Google. <laughs> okay. You're okay. good. <laughs> Um, So they end up choosing for the room like a medium gray color and they keep talking about how dark it was, but it to me was like a very medium shade of gray. Yeah, it was a fine gray. It was gray. It was neutral gray. It was just gray. And they were all like, oh my God, this is going to look so horrible. And I'm like, it's literally just plain gray. And it looked lighter than like the brown beige they had on the wall initially. Yeah. I was like, you guys, what the fuck kind of. I don't even know. I don't but it know. ended up looking fine because it was just gray. Like, it looked fine. Yep. Um, they hang up their Hobby Lobby decor, inspired <laughs> decor. You know, the live, laugh, love, be blessed, pray yep. often, whatever, signs, wood signs. <laughs> Sleep here, eat here, poop here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the signs, gather, poop. <laughs> <laughs> gather and poop gathering poop um okay so kelly really fucking hates this fucking room the whole time too mm-hmm. she goes in there and she's like this is gonna be gross yeah <laughs> it's so blaring she was talking about how like urban it was 
It's like it's literally gray. And like, ma'am, are you being racist against a paint color? Like, what does urban mean? Yeah. And she was like, I vote for more rustic. And it's like, well, don't worry, because like all of the decor and all of the like the tr- even the trim is is quote unquote rustic, what you would determine mm-hmm. rustic to be. So it's not going to be an urban room. Don't worry. The, the most urban room. Urban. Just going to graffiti it, tag it with <laughs> pussy on the wall or something. That would be a, that would be an episode I would love to see. Me too. Tori's just like drawing a big giant cartoon dick with a spray 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 paint spray paint. I was spray like paint. spray bottle a spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Not a spray bottle. Okay, so the other plot line, well, one of the other plot lines of this episode is Zach and Whitney are also working on their house. They've been renovating a lot. They've done a lot of stuff to modernize it a little bit. And it does look a lot better than it did. Like, Yeah. Holy shit. It was, it was a bad house when they moved in. Yeah. Like all old paneling, just very outdated. And now it's just like a normal modern house. And so they yeah. decide that they want to get a new couch to go along with it. Um, and this was all just basically a large rent-a-center ad, mm-hmm. which was great. Um, they they go to the rent-a-center. <laughs> yeah, and they decide they want a black couch. And they find it so quickly. Yes. Like, I've never found a couch on one trip. No, no. Yeah, you always have to go to, like, several different stores and then weigh all your options and come back a different day. Yeah, it's not just, like, you walk in and are like, there- yep, there is. Yeah, they picked the the first one in the store, basically. <laughs> yes. Oh well. Um, it's like a black pleather sofa and love seat combo. You know, it'll, it'll be a great birthing sofa. Exactly. Exactly. You can just wipe that placenta right off. Oh God, disgusting. <laughs> um. So yeah, we get an even more of a rent to center ad when the delivery truck comes to deliver the sofa to their house Mm -hmm. and you know that the delivery guys are like loving that they got to be on this (laughs) tv show for their job screenshots of the show were definitely their profile pictures for like a year a hundred percent yeah they were really really into it um anything else to say about the couch not really (laughs) okay so the last thing is basically Big house time, trying to figure out who the fuck is going to cook food for everyone now that Michael's gone. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they kind of talk a little bit about how, like, they adjust when a sibling moves out of the house and their jobs are kind of, like, up for grabs. And Mm -hmm. they're just, they're like, yeah, they just kind of, like, somebody just figures it out and falls into the role. And it's like, that doesn't sound efficient to me. like oh we realized that we need somebody to cook us food so uh curry quick somebody figure it out tori go on pinterest (laughs) for real but that's what happens yeah she got some recipe that was like honey chicken something or other i don't know it had a glaze and they had to bake it in multiple pans and it got weird i don't know um tori doesn't like to read recipes or instructions so it goes about as well as one would assume but ends up fine to eat being edible, at least. Mm-hmm. And then I think Carlin said something like, we miss Michaela, but we replaced her. Yeah, it was like, oh, great. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, And the only other thing that I noticed in this fucking scene was at the very end, did you see on the wall of their house, it says, the fields are white unto harvest? Yeah, and they had like a fucking like scythe hanging on the wall, like yeah, it was weird. Like, I looked up the line from the Bible, and it's just talking about, like, when grain is ready to harvest, but it feels more pernicious than that. Yeah, the weird. it was just super weird they had this, like, giant blade next to it, too. Like, it just yeah. felt very ominous and threatening. Like, we're harvesting. Yeah, harvesting your organs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's how they make exactly. their money. They are just organ farmers. That's scary not, might not be wrong you never know <laughs> you never know could be i mean weirder things have happened i suppose i think i'd probably respect an organ farmer more than a child predator so uh, yeah um i mean <laughs> i guess it would just dis- depend on the circumstances uh, <laughs> behind the the organ farming i think but yeah yeah 
That's Neither fair. are good. Let's no, just be bad. clear. Both both bad. Both bad. Very bad. Don't 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 be either an organ harvester or a child predator. Yeah. No. That's our advice of the week. Yeah, we really um live to serve and we do. give you our really good Deepak Chopra level insight into the world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I think that wraps up this episode. Um, we will finish up season three of the Bates next time. We are very much looking forward to it. Hell I'm sure yeah. we'll have lots of fun things to say. But if you have anything you want to say about anything that we talked about this week, um, if you have any suggestions about things you'd like us to talk about in the future, or if you just have something you want to tell us, feel free to send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. And you can find us everywhere on the internet at TV Literate. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Reddit, everywhere. If you have anything interesting or funny or fun to send us, we love it. We always appreciate it. And we love talking to you guys. We do. And if you have a chance, feel free to leave us a review very quickly. We would really appreciate that as well. And we will see you guys next week with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye.